time came when the ticker tape in the broker's office told a new story. It was panic. Sixteen and a half million shares of stock sold in a single day. Love it. Hey. Love it. What is up, everyone? Welcome to Stock Dirty to Me, the number one podcast in the group. And it's the only one because we are the best, ladies and gentlemen. I am, of course, the podcast mogul full better. With me uh, so far is the Dalt Anator, the advisor from Batching Court Capital that we wrangled over from the be on our podcast every week to help you guys be uh, the best investors here ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for tuning in uh, on this thanksgiving eve i think i don't know i'm canadian we had thanksgiving last month so i don't know what's going on Dalt. do you understand what's going on yeah u.s thanksgiving coming up uh you got black black friday so super awesome time coming up uh, i dressed appropriately i see it's like a black tie affair i believe right yeah That's yeah People are looking for the stocks. People are looking at it's a great time too because uh, a lot of a lot of really good growth stocks that beat earnings in Q3 have fallen un- unjustly. So it's a good time to pick those up. And then of course you got your shopping on Friday, and then of course Cyber Monday uh, coming on uh, the following week. So a lot of good deals to be had everywhere. Yeah, yeah, everywhere. I actually saw something that was interesting. Uh, sorry, hold on. Yeah, shout out to Sabrina calling in from Louisiana. And I saw you, Sandra, from the DMV. Yeah, here we go, the Metro DMV. And then, of course, Dorothy, Indian Rock, Florida. Let's go. Oh, oh wait, we have another person showing up. Here we go. Dressed in flannel. Yes. Tony, stock bro himself, numero uno. How you doing, Tony? What's going on, guys? Happy early Thanksgiving to all of my American friends and our American members in the group. There we go. I know you guys have a different Thanksgiving date than us, right? Yeah. yeah why, we, we're... why didn't you wish us think a happy yeah. Thanksgiving a month ago? <laughs> right, we got support here. I we got Timmy was... from Alberta, Canada. Thanks. There we go. Some know Canadian exactly love. When your Thanksgiving was? It's Sorry, like October twenty fifth. In my calendar for next year. Is it October twenty fifth? <laughs> Uh, I think it was the no, it was the uh, was it the weekend of the fifteenth? It's either the sixth, uh, the Sunday, the, it's seventh. Like the second, second Sunday in yeah. October. I think. Well, I think well the other thing you have to remember is I'm American, so we think everything revolves around America and America. True. All the Americans, we think that everybody has the same everything as us. So you have to forgive me. And our Thanksgiving is more important than your Thanksgiving, obviously. So. Well, it is. We don't have any discounts on ours, so. There you go. Yeah. You don't have Black Friday? No, we don't have anything. No, we celebrate oh. Black Friday with you guys. <laughs> Your yeah. Black Friday is kind of ours. So you should just celebrate Thanksgiving with us. No, 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 What's no. the problem? We don't. We don't want to be associated with all that negativity that's coming oh. out now. You know, with cancel culture, <laughs> and that. But that's not what this show is about. This show is about helping you guys know better to invest uh, wisely in stocks. Um, so guys, uh, we, 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 we had some topics that we wanted to talk about in the group chat. Let me just bring it up here. Bargain hunting. Yes, bargain hunting for stocks, right? Uh, yeah, bargain hunting in a declining market, buying stocks in the Green Bay Packers and Crow versus BNB. Um, so, Where's our buddy Mark? Is he in the group chat right now? I haven't seen Mark. I don't think he's in your backyard. I think uh, he got a little uh, not happy with you. Yeah, uh, what's he doing? Week. He's... SCHD 
posting those slander comments. No, 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 I I think he was looking at a completely different, he might've missed a letter or something when he was Googling it, but uh, Uber and Lyft are not in SCHD. They don't even pay dividends. So I'm not sure what fund he was looking at. And I agree with him. If, if uh, we were promoting a, an ETF that had very high percentage of Uber and Lyft, I would be upset too about that. And I wouldn't (laughs) invest in that either. But no, it's not that fun. So no, and then shout out to uh, Cleason from Ohio watching us live. Love seeing you guys. Yeah. So if you guys are listening to the podcast, which we are climbing the charts, so thank you to the uh, the members of the group for you know subscribing on Apple or Spotify or wherever you're you're subscribed just to give us some extra live. Yeah, I know you guys watch this live. Send the replays. So if you're watching a replay, hashtag replay, let us know where you're from as well. We want to shout you out from week to week. But um, yeah, uh, please do uh, go subscribe on Apple. Leave us a five star because that will help us get more people into the group. And if you're in the group, in the show notes, the link to join us is right there. So just join the Facebook group and you guys can get access to uh, these two geniuses uh, pretty much any time, as well as our CEO himself, Johnny, who does occasionally make an appearance on the show. He's in the chat. He he does show up in the group. He uh, He's a busy man. I want to loosely use that word too for genius See, as it applies to me. Loosely. <laughs> Tony's, t- this is what you want to look at. This is how I look at Tony. Tony's where I want to be in five years with my investing. So that's how I look at it. Tony's five years Fair ahead. Dalt is 20 Fair years enough. ahead of me because he has so much knowledge already that's how you have to look at your mentors people who you want to be five years from now and you surround yourself and i was a smart thing since i do podcasting i convinced these two guys to create this podcast for you guys to learn but also for me to steal their knowledge and just soak into it because they're so wise but let's talk about uh bargain hunting uh, adult um how do you do that in this kind of market? It's declining. People are, I've seen groups, uh, members in the group saying, oh my God, like, what am I doing wrong? And I'm in the yeah. red today. And it's like, but you were like, oh, calm yourself. What, what do we do to uh, uh, find those bargains? Yeah. So I've, I've gotten really heavy into growth stocks in 2021. And so I've been down, I probably had it a lot worse than most people in the group. Um, but um what's important here when you're looking for bargain hunting in stocks that are seemingly pretty much in in free in free fall you want you want to focus in on the stocks that really number one had a great 2021 in comparison to 2020 and also stocks that have um, been able to raise revenue and raise profit in q2 and q3 and q3 reports just came out over the last couple weeks and so you had a bunch of people absolutely smash and surprise Q3 reports. Uh, Teladoc was a huge beat. Um, Coinbase absolutely annihilated it. Um, who else was big? Jeez, uh, what's another good growth stock that has fallen recently? But uh, or Compass Pathways, they didn't. They didn't do the earnings was pretty much in line, but their um, clinical trial results came out a lot better than uh, expected. Huge positive news. The stock absolutely sank. So. When you when you look at these things, you want to look at things that have built mo- momentum. Because the funny thing is, is now that everybody knows Teladoc has beat earnings, you're able to get it 25% cheaper. Now that everybody knows that Airbnb is back to being the Airbnb that it was in 2019, now you get it at an even cheaper price. It was trading above 200 before the earnings report. Um, before the reversal today, I think it was trading around 170. Uh, so you got a huge discount. 
um, from where it was was where it was trading before. Compass Pathways again, that was up near fifty dollars. Now it's trading at thirty dollars um, with even better news. So you're able to get it get it at an even better price. There's a whole bunch of these stocks. Um, Mastercard was another one that beat earnings huge, and it's going to have a record year in 2021. But that stock is also sinking over the last month. There's a bunch of these ones. Um, Tony, I'm sure that you know lots of these as well. Uh, Apple, I'm not sure if Apple had fallen or not, but again, it's it lo- it's looking like a record year for for Apple. Yeah, um, I do have Apple. It's been pretty good, actually. Um, I haven't really noticed too much volatility. Let me see what, what I'm at. I'm just logging into my account now to see. Um, yeah, no, Apple uh, finished the day up uh, 50 cents a share. And this past week, it's... Uh, it's at, it's up this week as well. So there you go. Um, Did pretty well. But yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I, honestly, I haven't really had too much volatility because I only own three stocks and the rest is all index funds. And um, they're, they're the right three, three stocks as well. Apple. Yeah. Microsoft and Apple and bank of America have basically done nothing but go up since I bought them. So, um, uh, and, uh, I had some, someone asked me in the group today why I bought Bank of America and not Chase. Uh, it's not that I don't think Chase is good. I actually haven't looked at Chase at all, so I don't really know what's going on with their financials. I'm, I'm assuming it's pretty strong because when I did look a while ago, it was very strong. Oh, you mean uh, at the, JP, JP Morgan, right? Uh, I can't remember what, who at what bank it was, but JP Morgan Chase. Yeah. Like. Yeah. But when. The reason why I bought Bank of America is because this was like seven, eight months ago when I bought them and their um, everything was just off the charts. Their earnings were off the charts and their, um, uh, what the hell was I, I, when I looked at it, I did a complete analysis on it. I was looking at their earnings per share. I was looking at their price to book ratio, which their price to book ratio at the time was under one, which was amazing for a bank stock at that time. So I was like, screw it. I'm going to, I didn't put too much. In. I put $1,500 in because that's what I figured. Anytime I invest in an individual stock, I figure I'm going to hold it for at least five years. That's usually my goal. So $1,500 for five years was money that I wouldn't need. So that's what I put in. So only put in what you don't need. I figured I could go five years without touching that. No problem. And now I, I think I'm up like $500 on it in just six, six, seven months. So that one's been really good. And Microsoft and Apple have been really good. But like I said, I have, anyways, I haven't really noticed too much volatility because indexes haven't really done much. I mean, it's just up and down a half a percent each day. I think we, I ended up finishing the week up. So Yeah, we, um, we were talking about that in the group too, how – um, September was more of a, a decline that hit the overall index, but growth stocks were seemingly Absolutely. not. Yeah. Uh, so I did better in September than I'm doing right now because this one, this decline is more so all the growth stocks that are outside of the index. The, the, yeah. the index are doing pretty well this time around. Exactly. Yeah. September, I, I was definitely feeling the the decline more than now. Like this week, I, I mean, I'm up. I think I'm up this week. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, this past week, I'm up 0.6%. There you go. So right. it's not a lot, but. Yeah. Definitely math. Really, 
Yeah. Matching, match, matching market. Yes. Yeah. And the, it just worked out that the stocks I own happened to be up, which I, you know, I just got lucky on that for this week, but yeah. yeah but here's like the thing. Selling. Even, it looks like blanket selling across yeah. basically everything that's not in the, in the, in the index, any growth stock that's not in the yeah. index getting hammered. Even yeah. if I was down 5% on Apple and Microsoft, who cares? I would just, I, I was planning on leaving it anyways. Someone, I saw someone posted about Microsoft and NVIDIA in the group. It's like, will these ever recover? You know, and I started sarcastically. It was like, they'll never recover. You should sell them. Microsoft's done, you know, <laughs> but of course they're going to recover. It's They're, you know, they're in it's, the software game. Like everybody needs software. They're always going to be around. Yeah, uh-huh. you just got to be patient. And I'm sure most of the stocks that got hit hard, like you said, are growth stocks and they're going to be okay. It's just... It's just, you gotta, it's just one week at a time, one day at a time. You just get a zoom exactly. out and look at the big picture and not worry about the day to day stuff. So, exactly. But yeah. if you guys, if you guys are like, and like I said, if you guys are holding things that um, for, for our viewers, if you're holding growth stocks that um, had a terrible 2021, like if they're making less money than they are, uh, than they did last year. So in 2021, if it's a worse year, um, that's a bad sign. If they made less in Q3 than they made in Q2, that's also a very bad, 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 bad sign. So if you have stocks like those that are getting hammered, those will be the ones that the money comes back to last if it comes back there at all. The yeah, if you have stocks that you're losing yeah. money on over the past two years or since you know mid 2020, then yeah. you should probably get out of those stocks immediately because everything has gone up. You know. For even some bad stocks have gone up, so uh, you know, just get, it's a good time to evaluate your portfolio. That's it. It's a good time, just like September was a good time to do that. Mm-hmm. I think September really was the time to evaluate your portfolio, and if you're still holding junk, then uh, that's on you at this point. <laughs> Most definitely, everybody got a huge buy-in opportunity to uh, to uh, Google. Uh, Microsoft, Apple, um, basically that that September decline hit the top 10 leaders of the S&P 500 super hard. Um, so everybody got a huge buy-in and now this decline, Google hasn't even moved uh, for, for me, but everything else has just gotten pl- uh, killed. So let that be a lesson. Uh, good things come back um, and they're usually pretty, pretty stable long-term. And like I said, like we always say, your Apples, your Microsofts, um, your Facebooks, your Googles, those ones you can hold forever and you'd never have to worry. They're just too big at this point. They do everything right and they have a million companies underneath them. Um, yeah, you know what's weird is our, I was looking at our group to see the live video. The first thing that comes up, oh, I guess you have it as an announcement. It's our video from last week. Um, but no, we got some people watching. So I was like, <laughs> are they watching the wrong one? <laughs> no, no, no. We got some On people watching. Yeah. They're here. Uh, I just want, we do have uh, Glibson who's watching from BC. You uh, asked about certain stocks and uh, we don't really break down stocks live on air that are suggested uh, because it's, we need to give you an analyst of it and all that. But uh, if you do want, usually there is a link will be in the show notes or in the um, 
in he the comments do, later. I mean, what what stock is he talking? Uh, about? here here are the three of them. I'll I'll show them up. It's the BNKU, DPST, and FAS. So that uh, I I think I brought up the right one. It's Micro Sector U.S. Big Bank Index three times leverage ETN. Leverage you, services ETFs. Uh, Dororex so those Daily. are all ETFs. I actually haven't heard any of those off the top of my head, so I'm not wouldn't really know without taking a look. But I do want to say that I'm not against people buying individual stocks because I know we talk a lot about ETFs here. And I know some people get annoyed that we're always talking about ETFs. I just think that the majority of people should have ETFs. Definitely. And it's okay to have individual stocks if you know what you're doing. But I'm against junk stocks. That's really what I'm against. I get offended at junk stocks. <laughs> but I think it's a good idea for the, for most people to have an ETF like the S&P 500 or the NASDAQ, dollar cost average into that every week, and then buy whatever stocks you want in like a lump sum and just hold them, you know? Here we got Sabrina very happy with you, Tony, Bank with the BAC, Bank yeah, of did, America. Yeah, I did post uh, before I bought that or when I bought it. I was like, hey, I'm buying Bank of America, not advice, but here's the reasons why. And I broke it down like I based on – you know, their price to book earnings per share and comparing them to other banks. I don't remember because it was like seven months ago now, but I did look at all the other banks at that time. And I felt like Bank of America was like the strongest one to put money in and let it sit for a while. And it, it was looking a little dicey for like a month because it didn't really do anything. But mm -hmm. then now it's gone up significantly since then. So I think it's up like 35% since I bought it. So there you go. Yeah. So it worked out so far. I, that's one I'll probably hold for a couple years. I mean, it's Bank of America. So yeah, it's not going anywhere. It's got the Bank of America. Like it has I could America see it going to like sixty dollars per share. So I don't think it's going to be a huge grow, um, money maker, but I think I could almost double my money, and then I'll probably get out. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. All right. Do you want to uh, talk about buying stocks in the Green Bay Packers? Yeah, let's talk about that. So this this came across one of my uh, one of my news blips. So it's a uh, you can actually buy stock in the in the Green Bay Packers, and uh, uh, their the shares are going for three hundred dollars a piece. Uh, nobody can buy more than two hundred shares. Um, but the thing with this is, is uh, this is an actual real thing of the real it's Green. Not Bay on the stock market, though, right? You have to buy it through their website. Through their website yeah. and. Uh, their offering document, if you choose to read it, which you should, you should also read prospectuses if you're buying IPOs. Okay, sorry. But you should read all offering documents of every share offering that happens, IPOs, direct listings, whatever it be. And in this Packers one, it says that it is virtually impossible to make any profit on these shares whatsoever because you cannot transfer the shares to anybody ever. And so it is kind of just like a gimmick to say that you are a shareholder of the Green Bay Packers, but in no way do you profit off of this share ownership. Yeah. Do you even get which, tickets? Like, do you get discounts or anything? Nah. Nothing. You get to say that you're a shareholder, which really doesn't mean anything because it's which they're using the money for like renovations in the state. Correct. Right? Yeah. Jesus. So, so, and you can't sell them, right? You can't. I mean, I guess you could sell it to someone but it would still have your name on the certificate exactly so they would own it but it would be under your name so legally you would own it 
Yeah. It's it's a gimmick. I agree. It's, gimmick, yeah. it's so ridiculous. It's something you uh, fans can, you know, like, oh, I own a piece of the Green Bay Packers. You don't actually do. It's because they don't do stock offerings often. But at the same time, what good is owning a stock if you can't sell it? Yeah, profit yeah. from it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's 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 one of those novelty things. Like, oh, I own some. I own a piece of the Green Bay Packers. But like, if I had a family member that was like a hardcore, like my ex's brother-in-law, uh, my ex's brother was a huge Green Bay Packer fan. Like, we bought him tickets to Green Bay. The next step would eventually be here. You own stock in Green the Green Bay yeah. Packers. It's you can't cool do fuck gift. all with it. Here's a gift, though. <laughs> It's a cool uh, it's, gift idea. Yeah, yeah you know, but, it's yeah. like a novelty. Like, if you're a huge fan of the, it's like you know, this is what I think is going to happen. Like with like some crypto coins, uh, influencers and teams will make this crypto coin for their sports team, and it, you can't do anything with it. You may be able to purchase, like, you'll probably you'll be able to purchase stuff the on the store. store. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. fan store. So instead of paying like you know twenty dollars Canadian yeah. or American, it's you know ten. 10 uh, Habs coins or the Maple Leaf coins or the, you know, uh, Johnny uh, or Mickey Mouse Walt Disney coin, you know? So that, like, would, be, that, that, that would be good, though, because you can actually buy stuff with it. Yeah, actually give it hmm. some sort of value. Like, it, even if it was just... Uh, it's the next level gift card. Yeah. It's the digital gift card to next level. Like, already, I go to Tim Hortons. Like, I don't even... They, they used to have the scannable card. They have the app. I just, like, it's on my phone. Boom, it's done. And even the gift card, you can load on your phone. So it's like... Everything's going to my phone, so soon it's going to be like you can buy crypto, uh, the cu- currency of this. The, yep. Strip clubs were uh, ahead of their time. I'm actually Strip clubs on there. Had- I'm actually on the Packers website, and it's funny. You look at the it, like what you get with this, and you can read on their website. It says <laughs> anyone considering purchasing of Packers stock should not purchase the stock to make a profit or receive a dividend or tax deduction or any other economic benefits. So why the hell would I buy a stock if I get no none of the those are the only reasons I would buy a stock. Exactly. It makes no sense. For an investor, yes. For it's the a gimmick. Com- You're right. It's a gimmick. Yeah. yeah. It's gimmick like a, and look, Tony, we we've all been to the strip club that has the money that you can buy. You know, or it was a fr- at least I have. I've been given it. Even game says game. that you're not entitled to any protect protections in the SEC laws or any <laughs> other security laws. Well, they have to respects. put it in there because Absolutely. it's not an actual. So this isn't even an SEC. Like it's not even. There's no. Gimmick. You have no rights. You have no have rights nothing. whatsoever. It's a gimmick. Whoever. Th- I'm. I'm surprised not more teams have thought of this. Like this I'm is ridiculous. Sure, I'm sure the other ones will be coming shortly. They know that people are out there speculating. And it just a lot of things don't make 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 sense, right? And this is just another one of them. How Jesus. dumb! What? That's so ridiculous. At least if you could buy and sell it, or if you had the option to sell it, yeah. If it if it showed the value, of, there's none of that. Like, what good is that? Yeah. If that's it, a good topic, that's a good topic because I didn't know that either until you just mentioned that. Yeah, that's crazy. It's it's honestly insane. Sign of the times, man. The end of the market is coming. As soon as you see these type types of things this has been around for a while i've heard about this for years yeah but if they if but if they 1923 their first one yeah like this is not something new like i'm surprised like that's why i'm not i'm so surprised like not more teams have done it because they it obviously is helping the green bay packers it's weird because they don't have an owner either because it's a publicly owned company so it, it like it makes for uh a confusing 
dynamic with like players and owners, like other teams, like Tom Brady, Robert Kraft, like Aaron Rodgers. He doesn't have, there's no owner to go to, you know, it's just like a GM that was appointed to the team. It's just a weird situation. Here we go. Tony, uh, your, your best friend is here. Mark. Mark is that is Mark? Here. Yeah. You had some words for him earlier. Mark, you're late, by the way, we're not happy here. <laughs> Uh, we Tony had some words for you about swing uh, SCHD uh, and Le, Uber. And yeah, Lyft, you're like... slandering SCHD out there. No, uh, I think you're. Oh, wait, Tony, I think you have another neighbor, Nay uh, Garcia is from uh, All right. Connecticut. Where in, where in Connecticut? Tell us, let us know, uh, Nay, where you're from in Connecticut. Maybe you're also in Tony's backyard. Yeah, anyways, uh, yeah, Mark, SCHD doesn't have Lyft, Uber, or Boeing in it. None of those companies are in it. But I agree with you. If they were, if an ETF was heavy in those companies, I too would be upset, and I wouldn't own that ETF. Here we go. She's from Greenwich. Give me a second here. I'm just okay. Yeah, that's all the way in southern Connecticut. That's Mm -hmm. like southwest Connecticut. So yeah, we're like an hour and a half apart, as far as you can possibly be in Connecticut. Isn't that where all the billionaires live? Yeah, yeah, that's next. That's where uh, Triple H was billing from. Anyways, yeah. uh, wrestling f- format. But uh, Mark is saying I looked up their holdings. Maybe I was looking incorrectly, but their holdings looked horrible, and I'm glad I'm wrong. Maybe yeah. you did no. S O H D. It's uh, yeah. it's a possibility. Maybe you hit that. Yeah, oh, like Home Depot, PepsiCo, Pfizer, Lowe's. Like it has Microsoft. Those type of companies. No, we only want you guys to make. I money. could pull up the uh, the top ten list for you. Oh, wait a second! I think it's the SCD LMP Capital and Income Fund. Oh, oh is yeah. that what he's looking at? Oh, SCD might be. Uh, it's definitely easy to get those confused when you're looking, but so th- they have changed a couple times. The SCHD fund has changed a couple times. Uh, I don't know where where I put the list, but anyways, it used to it used to have like Microsoft, PepsiCo, and Home Depot and Lowe's and like the top ones, and they've shuffled them around a couple times. They just put them in different positions, but it's still still pretty good companies. Oh yes, yes, yes. All right. Let's uh, let's get into it here. It's the last one here we have to uh, go on. The Crow. Yeah, I made it a I made it a comparison thing because I own BNB. <laughs> Everybody knows that they are both utility tokens that do the same thing in their respective ecosystems. So I chose to compare them. Uh, only difference: Binance has a smart chain, um, their own native blockchain. Uh, crypto.com does not but everything else is the same the coin is used to get discounts on their respective cryptocurrency exchanges so on and so forth binance also has a visa debit card so does crypto.com same sort of uh, value transferring back and forth but i'm sure a lot of people love to talk about this and it's the subject of my article as as well so I'll, i'll have some more deep info on it but the naming rights on the former Staples Center, is that is that crazy or what? Seven hundred million? Didn't Staples yeah. spend hundred million for that for twenty yeah. years? And they did shit. Like I'm like worried here. Like Staples is now going down. 
I'm like, I may not want to uh, have my uh, company associated with it. It was called the Staples Center for so long. Yeah, uh, since 99. They, they, that's when the deal was. 99 to 2020. So, Jesus. like, that the Staples Center name didn't do Staples any justice because I swear that company got smaller every single year. <laughs> Because I have to pay for them in naming rights. Well, yeah. not to mention Staples is a pretty outdated company now. I yeah. mean, no kidding. You got replaced in 1999. Like... How outdated yeah. is going to be 20 years from now? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's already useless. <laughs> I mean, it's just an ex- <laughs> yeah. But uh, let's see. I honestly didn't even know that company had 700 million dollars. That was very surprising to me. Well, they're also sponsors for the UFC. Yeah. Sponsors yes. For uh, Tom Boxing. Brady's doing commercials about them. There are also uh, some hockey teams have them. Like they're everywhere. Mm-hmm. They're going yeah. after the sport because you know what they're doing. This is, I have to give them credit for this. This marketing uh, is genius because they know people who watch, you know, the UFC probably aren't the most <laughs> educated people. Just saying. Watching two people pound on each other, it's more Cro Magnig. Um, but so they're like, oh, they've heard that crypto is coming into the news and crypto's next thing. So they're like, oh, I'm going to go to crypto.com, go to crypto got time and start spending money on it, trying speculating, making money. And so now they're like, okay, we started, we saw it with the UFC, they started doing mini sports teams that, you know, like and getting money and seeing a bump from them. They're like the next step. Oh, oh, we'll just do it on a, put it everywhere. So now it's always the crypto stadium for the, uh, who, what place? What team plays out of there? The LA Lakers. Three of them: Lakers, uh, Lakers Clippers, and the Los Angeles Kings hockey. Yeah, there you go. So all, every single time, you know, uh, we're here at the Crypto.com, and because they figure if the UFC sports fans may not be the smartest, horrible people. arena name too. Crypto.com yeah. arena. It's yeah, so it stupid. Be. But they can't go crypto. They have to say the .com, you know, because yeah, if you just say crypto to. arena. Yeah. No, it just sounds. I must sounds say, bad even crypto arena. That point there, Phil, um, is the the most genius marketing thing crypto.com ever did. Every time you talk about crypto.com in a text message, in an Instagram, in a Facebook messenger, the link pops up for you to yes. go to the website because the name is crypto.com, and you can't just yes. say crypto because oh. you're not getting the company. So you have to type crypto.com, and you give someone a link to go to the website. Yeah, I, I, was like, I don't want to talk about oh, this. Here it is. This is I it. Do yeah, um, Mark, <laughs> Mark just posted this in the uh, the chat, and it like it just it popped up. Like it's it the doubled. most ge- it doubled. Yeah, yeah, it doubled right. up, and no, it's, it's the most it's, genius. Like it's yeah. so smart. Like this is why when I go on other podcasts, this is a little trick. I always say my website's philbetterink.com. I always say philbetterink.com. Philbetter. I always say it because it's and yeah it pops up so people like oh okay here's the thing like oh don't find me over here no this is where you need to find me you know Mm -hmm. and that's genius marketing and i stole it from (laughs) crypto.com but i remember johnny posting about this when it first happened and i commented in the post like this is genius like i it's totally stupid and useless but you can absolutely make money from this like Mm -hmm. i was even considering because i knew this was going to be such a big deal for people Mm -hmm. Like I should just put like a thousand dollars into this, make a quick thousand, and then just get out. You know, but yeah, long term uh, is it viable? Everybody, do be careful because um, the NBA loves to do this marketing stuff now. Like you know how every NBA team's jersey has like a logo of like a company. Mm-hmm. So like Wish has been on the Golden State Warriors, and that's that yeah. stock is down like ninety percent in twenty twenty one. So 
context logic as a stock. So be very aware of um, the yeah. naming rights and all that stuff because it is it is kind of a gimmick to. Um, it just pains me yeah. to put money in shit like that. Like uh, even though I know, like, okay, I can definitely or not, I can most likely make money on this. But I'm always worried, like, well, what happens if it drops? I'm gonna feel horrible having money in this. Whereas <laughs> if I put five grand in the apple and it drops, I, like I could sleep at night. I'm fine. Exactly. I put a grand in the CRO and it drops fifty percent. I'm kind of, you know, I'm kind of restless. Sleep, yeah, I'm sleep. having nightmares, you know. <laughs> so, like, I, I like to be able to just go about my day and not worry about it. So, so that's that's why I don't invest in stuff like that. And I get it. People like playing and gambling and taking risks and small, know, just, small, small. That's, small, that's small I, I mean, amounts. the stock market is a risk in general. Anything yeah. you invest in, obviously, but I like to take calculated risk. That's you know? it. Calculated risk and also wait weightings. Yeah. Right? So your your total, just to let everybody know again, weightings are super super important. It's not the speculation that kills you. It's it's the weightings you, usually. So five, only five percent of your whole portfolio is in crypto now, right? Should that yeah. should that disappear overnight? You're probably not going to lose any any sleep. It's five percent. Yeah, percent. it's a bomb yeah. that goes off, and you can still move on. But having yeah, 50%, if I lost three percent of all my crypto, it, I mean, it really wouldn't yeah. matter at all. Honestly, I mean, I I would be kind of pissed off, but is it going to like change my lifestyle? No. No. So, yeah. and that's money. I'm okay with. I mean, I'm not okay with losing any money. But that's money. If I lost, it would make no difference to my lifestyle. So exactly. that's what, how you should go about it. You know. Absolutely. If you can't sleep at night, I forget which uh, which manager said this, which hedge fund manager says. But if you can't sleep at night, you should reduce your position size to the sleeping level. And I know what I've been there. I've had those nights when I first started investing, I'd buy things and I'd be like having dreams about what to buy the next day. And it's exciting. <laughs> I get it. It's exciting because yeah. people, when you first start, you're like, uh, you're trying to like make a portfolio in your head and yeah. thinking about stocks and like what stocks to buy next. And then after a while, I'm just like, what am I doing? I should just dollar cost average into these ETFs. And my life has been so much less stressful doing that as far as stocks. Like, you don't have to think about that shit. Like we all have too much, too much stress in our lives as it is. hundred <laughs> percent. So why have another thing to stress about? Exactly. Eh, that's a, that's a, that's actually a really, uh, a really good, good point because yeah, I mean, if you can afford to like have like your whole time trading day, like your whole time trading and you're like, a trader that just does this for the day, then you can really get in and out of things quickly. And the crypto market is so much faster. Um, things can just dis right. disappear just like that. Whereas in a stock market, you probably get a, you probably get a couple halts. So like, um, yeah, it's really interesting. Like if you don't have the time, you should be more in things that are stable and things that you don't have to worry about that way. You don't, you never have to go in and sell or all you have to do is go buy more when your paycheck comes in. Right. Yeah. And I'm not saying don't ever buy anything on a hunch because I've done it before and it's worked out and some, sometimes it hasn't, but uh, you should probably be buying things more based on like facts and logic than hunt more than hunches, like trading and yeah. looking at technical analysis. And to me, that's all just like hocus pocus shit. It is. Guessing. Oh my God. We need to have a, we need to have an episode just on the technical analysis. Uh, yeah, we can do it. One. Just kill sure my give me soul. 
because I have been looking more into the the wedges and I've been looking at the candle charts and I have been looking more into that stuff because I want to learn about it. But the more I learn about it, the more I'm like, this is, you're basically just looking at the history of the chart and then trying. And it drives me crazy because when people talk about doing that in crypto, it's like, you, how, it's like, yeah, I'm looking at the candle charts of crypto. Like what? Crypto <laughs> is fucking all over the place. What are you talking about? There, there's no pattern here. That whole chart's going to turn upside down and this thing falls 40% tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. It's so crazy. Yeah, but... I always tell people um, about that. Like when I when I did my securities test here in Canada, there is not one question on that exam of anything to do with technical analysis whatsoever. There's plenty of, fun of fundamental stuff, reading financial statements and all this, but not one question involves a rising wedge, a head and shoulders or any of that bullshit because at the end of the day, you're drawing lines on a chart based on historical information and the past does not predict the future. That's yeah. that's really the end game. Yeah, exactly. It's all it's you might as well just fucking throw a dart at the board and, and just write stocks on the board and just throw a dart and whatever it hits on, just buy it. I 100%. mean it's ridiculous. But uh some people trade there are some people that trade and they make a lot of money doing it. Um, I just don't have the time to try to break the code to do something like that. And there's not that many people that are successful at it. People will lie and say they're making thousands of dollars and some people will hit, make big hauls, but if they keep doing it and keep trying over and over again, eventually they're going to, they're going to have some big losses too. So. 100%. I actually Next have a it. I have a great story about that um, on yeah. the actually season finale of uh, the Investing Yourself the Digital Entrepreneur podcast that just dropped last week or actually uh, was it last week I believe it was last week with Andrew Logan an amazing investor guy he told the story about how he did something really stupid about uh, jumping in and you investing should, on hunches and not you understanding should post the that in the comments so people definitely will be poaching that, that you guys should listen to that um, and he I'll has a great that podcast out. that sounds yeah. good. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, uh, right. it's, so I just wanted to say real quick, I looked up the holdings for SCHD on, um, Shaw, Charles Schwab's website. So this is probably the best info you're going to get. So Merck is the top holding Merck, Home Depot, Texas Instruments, Broadcom, PepsiCo, BlackRock, Pfizer, Cisco, Verizon, are like the top ones. So those are all pretty good companies. They're all, they're all high dividends or medium dividends, but some of them I really like, like Merck, Home Depot, uh, PepsiCo. I love PepsiCo just because they own everything. Um, you know, Pfizer's pretty good. BlackRock's good. Verizon. So uh, they're solid. They're solid. I, I liked when they had Microsoft in there a lot better in the top 10, but what are you going to do? Microsoft doesn't pay a high enough dividend for teams. That's the problem, yeah. Uh, they might still be in the fund, but they're not in the top 10. The top 10 make up 40%. So, yeah, I just wanted to get that above average dividend. And I, I really like that, that fund because, um, SCHD, um, uh, just because it, it pays you an above average dividend a lot more than you're going to get in the AGG, which is the investment grade bond, um, index fund in the United States. And you don't sacrifice capital gains. So you, you can still yeah. earn a 2% dividend while still, you know, um, over the last five years, I think it's done 90%, maybe over the next five, it's only like 70% or 80, but it's, it's still, it's still decent. Like you still, yeah, 
it, you don't sacrifice too much. Even if it doubles in the next five years, 10% yeah. per year. I mean, I, I'll take that with a 3% dividend. And yeah. especially with these companies, like I feel good about owning stock in Home Depot, Pfizer, uh, Pepsi, BlackRock, Merck. You know, like I, I feel good about that. Um, so I think you'll be fine. There we go. In we have opinion, someone here still, happy, Sabrina. Shout out Sabrina for having some. In my huge opinion, it's deep. still by far the best one. I haven't seen one that's better yet. So. Yeah, no. So. Yeah, I I would agree with you. Yeah, I agree. I do have VYM. That's another one I have. Uh, VYM is not bad. It, it's definitely not as good as SCHD, but um, the holdings in V. The reason why I like VYM is because the holdings were really solid. It's not as not a ton of uh, growth. It, it might get you like I don't know eight eight percent. I don't know what they're averaging. I think they're averaging like eight percent per year. But the dividend is higher than SCHD. It's like three and a half percent. But the yep. companies are really solid. So that's what I look for. I just look for or ETFs that have really solid companies. You know? All but right, guys. I, I, I wouldn't be opposed to anybody that was like, I'm selling BYM and putting it all in SCHD. So I wouldn't say that's a bad idea. But So, yeah. What do you feel about that? Do you think it's better? I, I Those are the only two I have. Um just because I like them both and I wanted a little bit of, I didn't want to put all of my eggs in one basket, but yeah. I didn't want a whole bunch of funds. So I just stuck with those two. What's your take on VYM? VYM, I'm, I'm, uh, I'd have to look at the one, the one thing that I'm really concerned about with um, dividend funds for like, if, if a younger person is, is going to hold one, it, like you have to be making a certain amount of money per year on the capital gains as well, because 2.39% for the next 20 years is not really going to do you any good. Yeah. And I think Can I read you the, the top 10, cause you probably don't know yeah. off the top of your head. Cause I didn't honestly, when I look at these top 10, I like these top 10 better than SCHD, uh, JP Morgan, Johnson and Johnson, home Depot, bank of America, Procter and Gamble, Exxon, Pfizer, Cisco, Comcast, PepsiCo. Like that's a pretty solid top ten. I would agree that that's way way better. But over the last five years, SC has underperformed. Yeah, he has killed yeah. it. Yeah, right. So I think um, I don't know what would be the issue for that. I think I think outside of that top ten, I think this is absolutely horrible. So yeah. this top, this top ten, I could see I'm on the Vanguard site. It is yeah. a twenty three percent of net assets. So there's that's a probably why it's not doing as well. Craziness. Yeah. In a lot of you know what the thing is it's probably a lot of REITs in that next 80. Yeah. But yeah, uh, JP but, Morgan is one of my favorite one of my favorite stocks. Like if I was ever going to own a bank it'd be JP Morgan. I, I, I think I, that's I, why I think that's why I split it between this one cuz that when I looked at the holdings it's like damn those are good but yeah. uh and also the fee is so low. I mean it's 0 0.06 same mm -hmm. as SCHD so. But I agree with you. I wouldn't be opposed to telling me that that's stupid and put it all in the one but it's just my strategy i'm not saying it's right but yeah. if, if you wanted to have a dividend fund it, it, it definitely better be um have both of those hell if anybody yeah. just has just v vym and not sc hd that's that's bad you could certainly hold both though yeah yeah 
All right. All right, guys, we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, Dalt, where can they find you if they want to get more of your wisdom? Find me in the group, as always. Um, all the Band and Court Capital links are in there. I will be sharing um, my articles already written. I'll, I'm just going to eat first, and I'll probably share it around nine. It is on um, the Crow.com token. <laughs> <laughs> it's about, it's about the on- token, so I'm going to talk a little bit about it and uh, compare it a little bit to BNB, the other um, utility token that is very, very similar. And if you have Crow token and you have no BNB, then you're fucked up. Sorry to say, but it, at least have both guys. Come on, at least at least have the king of all you you utility tokens. And on Instagram, Rizme Life R I S M A Y L I F E. Always Saturday live videos there, and always lots of great content in my story and all that good stuff. All right, and Tony, the stock bro himself, the man who went from zero to I don't know how much, a lot of money. Uh, Tony, how do you? This is zero to hero. Zero to hero. Uh, yeah, here we go. Where can we find you? Where can we listen to you? The Stock Bros podcast, which I haven't really done much of lately because I ordered another mic, so I'm waiting for that to come in, and it's taking forever to ship for some reason. But um, yeah, and on the group, so. There you go. Make sure you follow the podcast, listen to it. Previous episodes are a goldmine of information to help you go. And of course, if you want some uh, lessons in properly investing, he does have a Udemy course uh, that is in the show notes. We'll be in the show notes. Uh, I'll be updating that in a bit. Uh, But ladies and gentlemen, I am Phil Better, uh, the podcast mogul. I help people launch their podcasts. I also interview digital entrepreneurs to learn how they made their money online started from a side hustle up into a big business. So make sure you go in and check out the website, investinyourselfpod.com to start listening and checking out some previous episodes. And uh, I thank you so much for listening, ladies and gentlemen, and we wish you all a very happy 